0: out of the backfield, Granger steps off trying to throw, will stay on his feet some nifty moves, how about this run from Granger
1: he'll have a first down at the sixth occurrence quick shot, left side, there's Malachi Koi. first guy misses, second guy misses, across the 50, in of the play he's free, bye bye as I step before the break, 94 yards and a cloud of dust for Western Kentucky. The team that won 12 games a year ago got the Mountain West Championship game. Oh. Chance to get off the bat, no season, but the conference opener, but it's Gentry who slips a tackle, runs up. A-
0: looking for that end zone he's got Harvey and that's a catch for a touchdown Old Dominion breaks the ice with 7.05 to go here in the fourth and Javon Harvey
1: holds in touchdown number two on the year the g5 hive all g5 all the time
0: welcome to episode number six of the g5 hive where we aim to bring you all of the honey and goods on g5 college football justice how's it going you had a week week away and and now you're here
1: yeah it's good to be back still trying to uh, catch up from uh, last week with all the All the stuff going on in college football and my fantasy teams and all that. I mean, last week, kind of a whirlwind for me. Like, I don't even participate in waivers and all that kind of stuff. So it's like a lost week for me. So just trying to catch up. And uh, I'm glad to have you back to help
0: shoulder the load here. Uh, We got a jam-packed. Uh, episode full of news and notes and waiver wire pickups for you guys to make here uh, going into week seven of the college fantasy football season. Um, I want to start off the episode by bringing up um, a beat reporter from Troy football. Uh, Josh Boutwell uh, is battling cancer um, and he's, he's still, you know, coming to work doing the grind, but it was, is very nice. Uh, John Summerall, the coach there at Troy, posted uh, TrojansTogetherCollective.com. It's the collective that the uh, university uses for their their student athletes, and they will be donating money um, to Josh's medical um, funds. So, if you happen to be listening and you want to donate to help Josh out in his battle with cancer. You can find that at TrojansTogetherCollective.com. All right. Now, Justice, we've got what the swarm needs to know. Our news and notes. Last week, I was super excited to see how Arkansas State versus Troy would would uh, turn out. You know, Troy's defense has been pretty, pretty good shutting down. You know, Darren Granger and such. Well, you got Rainer who's been lighten it up the last was it two weeks prior to this game so i was was very curious to see how that would look and he looked like a true freshman going 15 to 27 for 156 yards qbr of 24.2 no touchdowns no interceptions also he had been electric running the ball he had 14 carries for five yards no touchdowns did you i know you said you were out all week but is did you get a chance to catch up on that or, or see anything uh, regarding that game?
1: I, di- I didn't watch that game. Um, to be honest with you, uh, I spent most of my day watching um, Texas and Oklahoma. Um, but I mean, that, that's not shocking. Troy defenses. Troy defenses for a G five school is pretty pretty stout. Um, them and JMU. JMU's doubt as well. They 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 can play with anybody um as far as Who
0: the, who's the, the Troy football? middle linebacker last year? Carlton just, Marshall just crushed it last year. I mean, they Carlton were good Marshall. last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Marshall uh he was the uh, Sun Belt defensive player of the year. Um he graduated. Um I don't he didn't get drafted. I'm not sure if he made like a practice squad or if he's playing XFL, but he, he was a tackling machine for Troy um, in his time there. So, yeah, that's who you're thinking about. Yeah. But they, so they, they, have, some, they, they have some other you know defensive linemen. Javon Solomon and uh, Richard Japuner are still there. They're both uh, very solid defensive linemen. Well,
0: I liked, you know, when there's like good news, bad news, Justice, what are you? Do you want to hear the good news first or the bad news first?
1: <laughs> I always really hear the bad news first.
0: Me too. So let's leave, get
1: started. Leave leave on a high note. <laughs>
0: yeah. So let's get started. Injuries. Uh, we don't like. They're a part of the game. You got gladiators out there battling each and every uh, game. But we got Torrey Horton. Um, it he got sandwiched in the game. They didn't say what the injury was, um, but it seems like he's likely to play this weekend. But something, you know. With injury reporting, it's not like you're gonna get clear answers. They've got Boise State this week, so I imagine like he'll try his best to play. Um, then we've got um, Ismail Mahad with a, his wrist was heavily wrapped in the tunnel uh, for the during the second half of that game for Texas State. So that's something to um, watch. And then, gosh, I just asked you about this, Justice Red,
1: Casper Rutkowski,
0: uh wide receiver out of NIU, uh, had a knee injury. Um, and then Jalen Buckley did not play for Western Michigan against Mississippi State, which was uh, kind of yeah, shocking because I was, I wasn't aware period.
1: that yeah. he was had an issue or was hurt. Nah, it wasn't reported till like after the game started, and so. Um, I started him in a few leagues and people were like oh they're playing Mississippi State well I had bye week issues and I needed to start them um yeah last fortunately, week fortunately for weeks me, ago and, yeah fortunately it didn't hurt me in the leagues i needed them but um yeah
0: i i don't know if there's still for fantasy football a lot of bye weeks this week kind of the last two weeks have been pretty heavy bye week uh
1: weeks, yeah week so. six I think was the killer week at least for me it seems
0: uh then we've got Harrison Whaley, who has been looking great since he's come back he got hurt uh versus Wyoming, or um a leg injury
1: cold. yeah uh, yeah I they uh,
0: are but but didn't look to be season or they're saying that's not season ending but
1: yeah that's what uh, head coach Craig Ball said today um my expectation if i own him i'm sitting him because so they play this week i'm not sure who they play but then they have a bye week so yep. it would it would kind of make sense to me that they might rest him this week um since the, since the bye is coming up so um you know if i have other options i'm i'm not starting him this week
0: and then we have A gauge larvidane still sitting out with an upper body injury. I haven't heard anything about this yet. Um, yeah, this is two weeks in a row, I believe. That uh, it's multiple weeks, I think it's
1: like three. Three, yeah. I mean, what I kind of said, read is kind of like it's going to be a pain tolerance thing for him, I think. Um, so it's it's, you know, hopefully, you know, with the rest, it's going to get better and he's um. He'll be back out there soon. I haven't. I have. I got him in a few leagues off waivers, and so he's just sitting there on my bench waiting.
0: Wyoming plays Air Force this this next week, so that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, bowl eligible, whoever wins this game. We got five and one Wyoming versus five and zero Air Force, and Air Force has looked pretty good
1: this this year. Yes, they have. Yes, they have.
0: All right, tight end Cade Conley. He did not play on Saturday for Marshall. Uh, he'll be one of the names that we talk about in our our waiver section. But it's something you know. You I couldn't find anything. Why? Out. Yeah.
1: There's no um, reports, no nothing on why he didn't play Saturday.
0: And then there's also reports that Tyron Smith may sit out the rest of the season to preserve the year of eligibility.
1: So something I think again. he hit uh, he four game limit, and I think he got hurt, and so. There's, there's talk that he may just sit the rest of the It was him and a defensive player that said they may sit out the rest of the year to preserve that year of eligibility.
0: And then the good news. Frank Harris made his return, comes back for UTSA. He goes 25-33 of for 338 yards, passing three touchdowns, five carries for eight yards, and another touchdown. Uh, welcome back, Frank. Much needed. I mean, UTSA has not looked like years past – uh, but this was a big uplifting uh, for that team there this week.
1: Hopefully they get DeCorey and Clark back soon too.
0: Yeah, there was talks that he might be back this last week. I didn't see him out there. I didn't see any snaps for him. Yeah, But we'll see if this week he's able to make it out there. Then our G5 over P5. Unfortunately, no G5s were able to make it. The closest we got was Marshall honestly thought they were going to get blown out. I know Marshall's good, but going to NC State and playing in that environment is hard. NC State's defense is pretty good. Um, I, I know they're starting MJ Morris. Um, so that played in, but 41 to 48, and they were in it there to the end. So tough, tough loss there for Marshall. And then honestly, I thought Western Michigan was going to get blown out by more than... Yeah. 28 to 41 against Mississippi State. Uh, I think that says more about Mississippi State than it does Western Michigan. But uh, yeah, 28 to 41 there uh, for the Broncos.
1: Yeah. I had picked up Mississippi State defense in a couple of leagues and I was very disappointed in that performance. <laughs> so
0: uh, our top 25 appearances, we don't have any. Fresno State uh, lost to wyoming and falls out of the top 25 honestly though wyoming has looked great they put up a hell of a fight against texas um
1: yeah i mean they have a great they have a great great defense uh they're always great running the ball so yeah that's a, so that's I, a good recipe for for winning or to win games
0: and the air force has been great i wouldn't be surprised if one of them happened to pop into that like 22 to 25 range here uh, especially with this big game here this weekend our players of the week i went ahead and uh took malachi corley he had eight receptions on 12 targets for 207 yards and three touchdowns in full point ppr leagues that was 46.8 and you know you know, in the NFL, when you're playing, you get that Thursday game, and you see that dud, and you have to just look at that score like for days. Well, you got to look at Malachi Corley's 46.8 points for a couple days before um, Saturday games kicked off. So that was that was great to see. Um, and when he just truck sticked that guy there and and ran it for that 70 yard touchdown or whatever it was, 75 yards. Yeah, that was that was great he's he,
1: he's the yak king that's what he is right i mean
0: and justice who's your
1: who's your player of the week so my player of the week was running back antario brown for northern illinois he ended up with uh, 280 yards four touchdowns an average of 21.5 yards per carry um he had a monster week for Northern Illinois and he hardly played in the second half. Can you imagine if he played the whole game what, what oh he would goodness. have put up? But uh yeah, I mean in um one of my leagues with the scoring, he scored almost 70 points. So man. Uh he 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 and he helped me out in a few leagues where I own him and I started Jalen Buckley. <laughs> um helped me out with that zero there. So yeah, huge week for Antario Brown. One one thing uh, I was going to mention when you were talking about Corley, um, I think now every single player in our intro, with the exception of Javon Harvey, has been one of our players of the week.
0: And I don't and, know and,
1: if Harvey's going to make it this year. And we talked about him one game, the one game where he had like three catches for 190 yards or something. But uh, yeah. I believe that was the week that um, larver Dane kind of, Kind of went ballistic, and we and we, we went larva Dane over Harvey. So um, hopefully he'll get back. Uh, not sure what his injury is, but hopefully he'll get back and he'll he'll put up a game, and we can get all of our uh, all of our players here on the intro into the, into the player of the week category.
0: You'd love to see it. So uh, Harvey, needs I, know, it. <laughs> I know you're watching. We, we need you to turn it on. Turn it on the rest of the year. All right, Justice, you want to take it away with our uh, quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, so week. now we're going to switch over to our uh, the nectar here for you guys, the uh, the top G5 producers at quarterback. Um, this week we have 15. We also had 15 last week um, when Luke was flying solo, but we only have um, one new guy this week, um, and that's Frank Harris. So uh, if you're new to the show, these are, we call these our 2020 guys. So these are guys that um, are top 20 in attempts and top 20 in yards per game for the G5. Uh, Once again, number one is Davis Brin. He's number one in attempts and number one in yards. Um, Next up is EJ Warner from Temple. Uh, 45 attempts per game, just under 300 yards a game. Then we have Austin Reed, Western Kentucky, third in attempts, ninth in yards. Um, I I did watch uh, some of the Western Kentucky game, and the offense is different. I'll I'll just say that, um, which is not surprising. I think it should have been expected with the change in offensive coordinator, um, with the offensive coordinator coming from the Mike Leach tree. um, And that's a little more of a – I don't want to call it Dink and Dunk, but a short passing game, death by a thousand cuts offense, um, and so you know, Reed reads numbers from a, from a yard standpoint, um, or, or an A dot are are down compared to years past, where the Kitley uh, or Arbuckle offense would take a few more deep shots than than the new offense does.
0: Uh, At this
1: point, I'm going to go with the Arbuckle offense. Absolutely, right? <laughs> yeah, Kitley hasn't done much at Texas Tech in terms of, of slinging it around. Um, next up, Braden Shager out of Hawaii. Uh, fourth in attempts, eighth in yards. Uh, and then Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, Colorado State. Fifth in attempts, second in yards. Um, Jacob Zeno, next up. He continues to, UAB continues to throw it around. Um and they do a pretty good job of spreading the ball around too. Um but but Zeno, you know, if he's available in your leagues, um he's sixth I watched and fourth in yards. I
0: watched some of that game and that was the longest game I've ever watched in my entire life. Like it just like kept going and going. There's so much I don't remember how many yards were in that game. There had to have been like 800 yards of total offense, and the clock was just stopped so many times because they were just throwing it about all the time. Um, and Byron Brown had like, he was like 21 fantasy points, and there was like six minutes to go in the first quarter, so he ended up with like 46 and a six point passing touchdown league. But I was just like I don't know. I was kind of disappointed in that. I was like, man, 20, like 21 <laughs> points with like, you know, a couple minutes into this. And, I mean, Jermaine Brown Jr. had a had himself a day. Um, one of. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. For uh, player of the week. But yeah, they they are tossing it all over.
1: And, and like I said, spreading it around a lot. So. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, Mikey Keane Fresno State. 38 attempts a game, 282 yards a game. Good for seventh in both categories. Uh, Nicholas Vatiado, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, 38, Also 38 attempts, uh, 261 yards per game. Um, and next up is the new guy this week. Frank Harris finally makes his debut on our 2020 list out of UTSA. And he ranks in 10th in attempts and 14th in yards. Seth Hennigan, Memphis, 11th in attempts, 10th in yards. Uh, JT Daniels, out of Rice, 34 attempts a game, 303 yards, good for third in yards per game. And then uh, the aforementioned Byron Brown, South Florida, uh, 34 attempts a game, 247 yards per game. And then plus he gives you um, quite a few yards on the ground as well. And then we got Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina, 33.6 attempts, 260 yards per game. Joey Aguilar, App State, 32.6 attempts, 243.8 yards. And our last guy in the 2020 bucket, who's 19th in both categories, attempts and yards per game, is Mr. Preston Stone from SMU with 32 attempts per game and 237.2 yards per game. Now kick it over to Luke to go over our running backs.
0: All right, running back wise, we had eleven last week. We add one more, uh, twelve this week. However, we have two new people. So, number one, Nate Noel, App State. Uh, uh, number one in touches, number five in total yards. Marcus Carroll at Georgia State, number two in touches, seventh in total yards. Ashton Ginty. A Boise State, third in touches, first in total yards. Rashin Ali, Marshall, fourth in total touches, tenth in total yards. Kami Vidal, boy, he had a big week. He was also he in my consideration. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. I went against him in about three different leagues, and it was not an enjoyable experience this week. Um but he is average or he is fifth in touches and second in total yards. Blake Watson, I have him in several places, but the bye week did not help me this week. But he is still sixth in total touches, sixth in total yards. Kyron Lynch Adams at UMass, seventh in total touches, 15th in total yards. Jalen Buckley. Missed this week, but he is still eighth in touches and 11th in total yards. Hopefully they're just saving him up from action, right? That's, that's my yeah. hope anyway. I'm Maybe he was just a little bit dinged up and coaches kind of knew, like, hey, going up against Mississippi yeah. State, maybe not the time to use him. Uh, Harrison Whaley, uh, Ninth in total touches, fourth in total yards, and then new to the to the list this week. Uh it's been on there before, but Larry McCammon, the third, FAU, 10th in total touches, 8th in total yards. So he's averaging uh 19 touches a game and 120 and a half total yards per game. Malik Jackson, Jacksonville State, 12th in touches and 19th in total yards, and then new to the list probably because of the huge game he just had. Ontario Brown, NIU, averaging 16.2 total touches, which is 17th, and 105.3 total yards, which ranks 16th.
1: Justice,
0: on to you for some wide receivers.
1: So wide receivers this week. We had 11 last week. We only have 10 this week. There is one new guy, but he's not really a new guy. Um, he just dropped off for last week because he got shut out. Um, but he, he came back with a vengeance this week, and he jumped back on to the list. So we'll get things started with the the top, uh, top G5 guy in terms of targets, and that is LeJonte Wester out of Florida Atlantic, 14 targets a game with 99.2 yards per game. It's, it's glad to see him remain there with the quarterback change with Casey Thompson being injured and Daniel Richardson taking over. Uh, much to my surprise, maybe I guess not last week, week before last, in one of my C to C leagues, he was available on waivers and I, I snatched him up. Um so you know, help me help me for that championship run. Uh next, Luke's player of the week, Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky. 11.6 targets per game for 107.6 yards per game. Third on our list is Tory Horton, Colorado state. Stay tuned to see if he's going to uh, be able to go this week after the injury he suffered this past week. He's averaging 11.4 targets and 112 yards per game. Caleb hood, Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia Southern throws it around a lot. You got hood, Burgess, uh, Queely, and, and the tight ends get, all get involved as well. But, uh, Caleb hood, 10.8 targets per game, 84.4 yards per game. And obviously, you know, got David sprint, our number one guy in both categories. The, uh, the new guy on the list in terms of he wasn't on the list last week. And that's Terrell Vaughn, Utah state, uh, averaging 10.3 targets per game, 81.7 yards per game. And that's after putting up a zero spot, uh, the week before last. Um, I so, have like,
0: not got a chance to watch any Utah State football, but I'm thinking about betting on Utah State second halves because it seems like they could just shut out in the first half and then it's just fireworks the second half. in the second <laughs> half. So whatever the over is for Utah State in the second half, if they could put that together for a full game, uh, look out.
1: The, the, the interesting thing with Utah State this week is um, every single one of their receivers that caught a pass went for over 100 yards. Um, now, that was only three guys, Terrell Vaughn, Jalen Royals, and Micah Davis, but yeah. Um, and Cooper Lagasse started because McKay Hillstead was still uh, recovering from his injury. So uh, we'll see who uh, if Lagasse is going to continue or they're going to put Hillstead back in there uh, once he gets healthy. Um, next on this list is someone that, I am still shocked. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, but he's still available in so many leagues, and he and there's, there's absolutely no reason he should be. And that's Eric McAllister at Boise State, uh, 9.3 targets per game, averaging 99.3 yards per game. Uh, next up, Sam Pinckney out of Coastal Carolina, 9.2 targets, 88.6 yards per game. And then uh, our number one yards guy, Colin Lacey out of South Alabama, Nine targets a game, but 120.5 yards per game. Uh, next up, Eric Brooks. Um, he he's kind of slipped off, slipped the, the last few weeks. Um, he was near the top of the list. He's kind of has kind of fallen more towards the bottom of the list here, but he's still in our t- uh, top 20 in both categories with 8.8 targets per game, 82.3 yards per game. And the last uh, wide receiver in the 2020 guy is Luke McCaffrey out of Rice. Averaging 8.8 targets per game and 85.7 yards per game.
0: I, I have a feeling this might be the last week for Eric Brooks uh, in our 2020. If if we yeah. keep getting these weeks, Jalen like Moss
1: is Jalen Moss is kind of coming on strong for them as, as another guy and, and taking some of the shine off of Brooks. Now, on right? To Luke to talk about the tight ends. Mm-hmm. All right. So
0: we're going to keep on with this mashup here of tight ends from our 2020 bucket of just the tight ends themselves. We only have Dallin Holker out of Colorado state average being in like the wide receivers, uh, 2020 buckets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're also going to add the a dot, um, and points per game. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that we have asterisks and those are available Uh, probably in your leagues that are rostered in under 30% of leagues. So I'll kind of talk about these tight ends that are are probably on your waivers, rostered in 30% or less in leagues, as well as our top guys. Because there's, hey, why not grab the guys who are actually top 20 in their position uh, in, in regards of getting targets and getting yards? And, you know, they're free. So, Dallin Holker, Colorado State, eight point eight targets per game, eighty two point two yards per game, an A dot of eight point six, averaging nineteen point eight four points per game, and rostered in eighty three percent of leagues. Tanner Kozel, Ball State, he has six point five targets per game, thirty five point three yards per game, an A dot of seven point one. Getting you nine point six two points per game, rostered in thirty nine percent of leagues. Uh, Justin Jolly or Joel Jolly, Justin, yeah, you're right. He had Joel. a
1: big week, week this past week.
0: Uh, UConn five point seven targets per game, forty eight point five yards per game, and eight out of eight point four. You like to see that nine point seven five points per game, rostered in just three percent of leagues. So he is probably out there on your waivers. Then we've got. David Martin Robinson also had a good game this last week for
1: Temple. Two huge weeks in a row.
0: Yep. So he was one of those guys that, you know, uh, at least he was on my radar as a guy to potential grab in the last of supplementals. I happen to not, but uh, the tight ends are just such a wasteland this year. It's pretty much if you don't have Dallin Holker or Brock Bowers now since uh, um, Gadsden Gadsden got hurt. um, no one's really doing much, but yeah, David Martin Robinson was from Temple on the uh, radar, 5.3 targets per game, 47.3 yards per game, 8.8 dot, averaging 10.97 points per game, rostered in just 21% of leagues. Then uh, Cade Conley, we talked about him missing this last week, but he's averaging 5.3 targets per game, 41.75 yards per game. 4.3 A dot. So out of all the guys on our list, he has got the lowest A dot, but he is averaging the second, the third most points, uh for tight ends at 10.17 points rostered in just 11% of leagues. Then we had a big game here, so I don't want to, I want to talk about it because you can't always say, oh well, if you take away this game, you know, then they would be here. I mean, you get points for the game. Uh, Austin Hentz had a had a big game for Western Michigan, but he has been pretty quiet all season. So I do want to kind of preface that. But he's got four point eight targets per game, thirty point three yards per game, and eight out of five point seven, getting you eight point three seven points per game. Uh, rostered in just one percent of leagues. Uh, Jay Jay McAfee. So, uh, Georgia Southern, eight point, or 4.8 targets per game, 26.25 yards per game, 6.78, 7.88 8 points per game, rostered in only 13% of leagues. Then we have R.J. Maryland. I mean, would you say he's kind of been a dud this year for expectations? Um, I, mean, I mean, SMU I think, is...
1: Considering what his expectations were, yes, um, but he's been serviceable. I mean, I think you know where you drafted him, you're probably disappointed, but I mean, he's he's been serviceable.
0: And SMU's kind of been a little down this year. I kind of expected a little well, bit I more. Think,
1: I I think two things. I think it's twofold. Number one, I think the SMU defense is better, and so because of that, they're not having to to sling the ball around to win the games. Um, I think that's a big part of it. And, and, you know, their running game has been decent as well, but I think the defense being so much improved, I think that's a big part of why the SMU numbers are down compared to previous years.
0: Um, But yeah, he's averaging 4.6 targets per game, 31 yards per game and eight out of 9.4, getting you eight and a half points per game. And, and, He's rostered at fifty six percent of leagues, so probably not out there on your roster or on your waivers. But there's still like forty four. Do quick math percent of uh, waivers that he's out there. So go worth worth a check. Uh, Mark Redman SDSU four and a half targets per game. Then we've got forty yards per game and eight out of nine point seven, which uh, is actually the higher, yeah, the highest. Uh, of all the tight ends here getting you 9.25 points per game and rostered in 47% of leagues. So also go check, make sure he's not uh rostered in one of your leagues because uh, those are, like I said, tight ends are hard to find. He's producing Dominique Mazzotti. I watched a little bit of this game, San Jose state. He was, he was targeted, uh, quite a bit in this game and and did pretty well. He had five targets, three receptions against Boise state. He only had five and a half points, but when he got it, he had a little bit of wiggle to him, um, 25 yards, but uh, overall four and a half or 4.4 targets per game, 35.6 yards per game, eight and a half a dot averaging 7.76 points per game. Only rostered in 9% of leagues
1: was uh was sam ulst o- o- still out? did he play or I think he's still out, but
0: I think yeah, i don't I don't remember seeing him i I didn't watch a lot of the game, but once I saw that Boise State was down like seventeen to zero, I was like, whoa, cause I think the stat is like Boise State has beat them in the last like nine home football games or something like that like just San Jose State just doesn't usually beat them um. And I saw that, and I had to had to check it out. Uh, our our main guy uh, Ashton had two fumbles that resulted in touchdowns. I think it was, or at least points. So that was uh, disheartening, but uh, turned it on there late in the game. Um, Harold Fannin Jr. Uh, Bowling Green State, 4.3 targets per game, 40.75 yards per game, 6.9 ADOT. um, averaging 8.85 points per game, t- rostered in 22%. Uh, he would be low on my waivers of priority. He pretty much had one big game that's kind of bolstering everything. He's kind of getting like two receptions a game, so... I mean if you're if you're desperate, he, he's a body. Uh but just he's back two,
1: and he missed a couple games too from injury, but he was back this week. So maybe he'll start maybe he'll get it going here in the second half of the season.
0: Then we've got uh Bowden Gro Growen at a rice averaging four point two targets per game, thirty one point five yards per game, an eight out of six point nine, getting you six point one five points per game. He's only rostered in one percent of leagues. Uh his targets the last two game are uh, 6 and 7, getting you 23 and 49 uh, yards per game in those last two. So not too bad. Uh, the games before that are kind of forgettable. So, um, hey, two the NBA Jam rules uh, heating up. So one more and he's on fire. And then uh, the last name I want to put on here is Trayton Welch out of Wyoming. So at the beginning of the year, there was two Wyoming uh, tight ends that were used quite often. I can't remember the other guy's name.
1: Uh, John Michael Gillenborg, I think. Gillenborg. So
0: he's averaging three point seven targets per game, twenty five point three yards per game, and eight out of eight, which is you like to see that. Um, Six point two points per game average, uh, and then rostered in five percent of leagues. So this last week against Fresno, he had six targets, six receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Granted, it's his only touchdown of the year, but that's good for 19.4 points in, in one-point PPR leagues. So before that, he had 1.3, 5.2, 0, 5.2, and then the 19.4. So, again, probably not counting on a big game, but it's possible, and they'll probably have to sling it against Air Force. So those one. are...
1: Go ahead.
0: I was like those; those are my tight ends of our our top twenty in uh, targets and yards per game, and then all of our waivers kind of put in there in uh, once
1: once fail swoop, I guess. One guy, I think, to add, um, and he doesn't show up in our list because PFF um, counts him as a receiver. Well, correct. But, yep. But he is. But he's a tight end in most fan tracks leagues. That's Holden Willis out of uh, Middle Tennessee State. He's averaging over seven targets a game. I'd say probably close, just looking at his numbers. Well, the last three games. Um, Last three games, he's a little over seven targets a game, probably around 80 yards a game. Um, And his, you know, he's averaging shoot probably close to 14 or 15 points per game. Um, His target numbers. The last three weeks are 10, 7, and 7. His yards are 118, 70, and 97. Um, So, yeah, if he's available in your league, he's only rostered in 19%. Um, So, yeah, he's definitely someone – if he's available in your leagues and and, and I need a tight end, he's probably my number one waiver wire ad. Maybe I'd take David Martin Robinson over him. But um, of our guys, 30%, Willis would probably be a priority, I think.
0: and. It's like, let's see. Tight end wise, like you said, it's a not a lot of names are out there or healthy, and their quarterbacks in our top twenty twenty bucket. So he's throwing the ball around uh, and using um, using him as uh, one of the main targets. Well, not main targets, but like tertiary target.
1: Yep, that's a good segue to our uh, top waiver wire quarterbacks. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time. If, if you're watching on uh, YouTube or Twitter, uh, you see I put a 2020 next to guys that are in our 2020 bucket. I'm not going to go over those guys again. Um, but All these guys are, are rostered less than 30% of your leagues. Um, the Zeno, EJ Warner, Cole Snyder, Nicholas Fatiato, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, Joey Aguilar, and JT Daniels. All of them are less than uh, 30% owned in leagues. Um, but we'll talk about uh, the uh, the five gentlemen here that aren't in our 2020 bucket but are also less than 30% rostered. Uh, Gunnar Watson out of Troy. He's been on and off our, our, our 2020 list. He's only rostered in 3% of leagues. He's averaging uh, 22.28 points per game and a six-point passing. Uh, touchdown league. He is uh, at uh, 31.2 attempts and 254.5 yards per game. Um, And then uh, we'll move down to Jordan McLeod, uh, James Madison. He's only rostered 9% of leagues. He's averaging 28.95 points per game. um, And he's getting it done through the air and on the ground. Um, that's a common theme with with some of these guys here that aren't in our 2020 bucket. Um, they're producing both uh, through the air and with their legs. Uh, next is Chandler Rogers out of North Texas. Um, coming on strong here now that he is the starter. He's only rostered in 20% of leagues. He's averaging 26.38 points per game, 26.2 attempts, and 223 yards. Uh, next up, Diego Pavia out of New Mexico State. Again, like McLeod, he's doing it on the ground and through the air. Uh, only roster in twenty percent of leagues, averaging twenty-seven point two eight points per game. And the last guy on our list is Zion Chris, Louisiana Lafayette. It, I almost wonder if uh, Wooldridge is going to get the job back when when he gets back healthy. But but Chris is uh, you know as these other guys I've mentioned, he's you know doing it in the air and on the ground with his uh, with his legs He's averaging 27 points per game only rostered in 14 percent of leagues uh, he is a, a a freshman he's averaging 22.75 attempts per game and 200 yards per game um, all these guys you know if you're in, a, in a, you, you need a quarterback any of these guys can um, produce well for you uh, I'd say probably Zeno would be my number one target um, yep. ball, you know and then it, I think it really depends on your scoring for your league. If it's a four-point passing touchdown league, I'm probably going to lean more like to McLeod yeah. and Chris, guys that you know get get me some yards on the uh, on the ground as well. But obviously, a six-point passing touchdown league it kind of evens things out a little more, and some of these guys that are more you know passers you know going to do just as well, if not better, than the than the guys that uh, have the rushing ability.
0: I do want to mention JT Daniels for Rice and young. Chris for Louisiana Lafayette are on bias this week. So if you are looking for somebody that you need this week, obviously stay away Look from them square. because <laughs> they're not going to help you this week. But if you need like, Hey, a wait and see, or Hey, I need something for later. Definitely guys to add.
1: All right. Uh, on to Luke with our waiver wire running backs.
0: All right. Last week was tough. Luke. It's still tough, but there's some good names out there. So Dean Connors, Rice, 6% owned, averaging 15.1 points per game, uh, getting you 10.8 total touches and averaging 81 total yards. It sickens me. Just as we did our uh, CFF list draft, I picked Dean Connors. Here are his fantasy points. 20, 14.3, 28. 3.3 Three point three and twenty. Can you guess the week that I picked him? <laughs> three point three. Three point three week. Uh, he he only averages. I don't want to say averages. He's right around like six touches uh, or rushes a game. He's used as a receiver, uh, and so if you can pick him in games that they are going to be down. Here are his targets: seven one. 11, three and seven. The one was Texas uh, Southern and then the three was against ECU. so against Houston, uh, USF and Yukon uh, threw the ball a lot to him. So if you can get 20 points out of a you know 16, 15, 16, 20 points out of a running back, off of waivers, it's there, but you're gonna to want to make sure they're losing and have to throw the ball. Anthony Watkins, Tulsa, three percent owned, eight point eight five points per game. That's kind of weighted down by the first few weeks of the season. He's he's their guy. Sixteen point two total touches and sixty three and a half total yards per game. Quentin Cooley, Liberty, uh, he's. He's doing great there for Liberty, and we've talked before. The Liberty schedule is not all that tough. Six percent owned, ten or er, sorry, yeah, ten point oh eight points per game, fourteen point four total touches, and eighty-eight point eight uh, yards per game. Then we've got um, Raja Harris, Easter, East Carolina rostered in just ten percent of leagues. Uh, Eleven point three eight points per game, twelve touches per game, and forty seven point six total yards per game. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard, uh, where did he was he F- Florida, Florida. then Miami or Miami then Florida? Uh, I think Miami, it was Miami then, then Florida. Miami
1: then Florida then Akron.
0: Then Akron. So he's a five star, if I remember correctly, back or in the day. Star at least, yeah, yeah. Um, and he seems to be the the guy there because I'm trying to remember the other guy that they brought in from, I think he went Arizona to Northwestern or Northwestern to Arizona and then um, to Akron. But he's, getting, he's only rostered in 18% of leagues, getting you 12.3 points per game, averaging 11.7 total touches and 79.7 total yards.
1: Speaking of Akron, you know, they lost um, DJ Irons for the season. So maybe they're going to rely more on Lingard. Um Taj Bullock, you know, it looks like he's taking over for uh, DJ Irons at quarterback.
0: Um, Jaden Thomas, UNLV, rostering at 18% of leagues, getting you 15 and a half points per game, averaging 10.8 total touches and 81 total yards. Here are his last three games from attempts. 13, 13, and 12. And he's got 50, 162. Uh, kind of booing that number. He had a four touchdown game in there in that 100 yard game. So, but again, he's able to get that. So, opportunity, and, um, you, you got to be out there on the field to get the touchdowns, and, and he's out there. So, definitely someone to look at. Then you've got Keon Black, uh, JMU. Then, um, He's 11% rostered, 13.2 points per game, 17.4 total touches, and 94.4 total yards per game. Uh, JMU, they can run the ball pretty well. Um, they I'm do spread it
1: around, though. With Who the, do they have? McClellan like, and then Lawton, Tyson Lawton is the other. They usually the other have like two back. or
0: three. Uh, running backs there that can tote the ball. I'm trying to remember who they had last year. That was uh, pretty good. For uh, them as Percy
1: well. Ajaye, Obasi. Yeah.
0: yep. So he was he was pretty good for them. They they can really run the ball there. Um, Ron Cook, Buffalo. You know what just shocks me is Buffalo has not been good, and then the last two weeks they seem to like they, figure won, something out. Won.
1: Yeah, they 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 were they were they, were, they hadn't won a game, and the, but they won the last two.
0: So Ron Cook makes our. Our list rostered in seven percent of leagues, 14.65 points per game, 13.3 total touches, 62.8 total yards per game. Let me read this to you. So, fantasy points we like to we like fantasy points 3.2, 17.3, 24, 13.8, 19.1 attempts 11, 7, 11, 17, 11. He's getting you those attempts. And then he's only he's got four touchdowns on the year. Um, and he gets a, a few targets. So one, four, three, six, one. So getting some targets as well. Uh, Ron Cook, somebody to uh, to take a look on at uh, Jacoby Kadobi uh, UL Lafayette again on a bye. He is a wide receiver running back hybrid on fan track so you can use him in both spots rostered in 27% of leagues 13.77 points per game nine total touches per game getting you 82.7 points per game then we've got Trey Shelton LaTeX this will probably be the last week we get to talk about him but He's 29%, another percent guy twenty nine percent of leagues um, 19.22 points per game, 15.25 total touches per game, averaging 109.75 yards per game. So, like you said, he was a hybrid. And, again, his attempts, 5, 16, 16, 21 yards, 62, 152, 104, 118 fantasy points, 12.2 23.7 16.4 24.6 he gets you a couple targets uh 3 has been his highest um for negative his for negative 2 yards uh he's not out there running routes just a dump off guy but um definitely available and and you need to pick him up another one is Terion Stewart Bowling Green State rostered, 11.55 points per game, getting you 11 touches and 73.8 points per game or total yards. Sorry. That would be great. If I could get 73.8 points per game off of waivers, sorry, 73.8 total yards per game. As I get, uh, I'm kind of looking up stats as I, as I go here. Um, because I didn't get a chance to write down as many as I wanted. But this is a, a name that I want to talk about because he's a freshman, true freshman, Uh Makai Hughes, Tulane, 12% rostered, getting you 11.88 points per game, 14.8 total touches, and 75.8 total yards per game. Um, so here's what his attempts looked like, 8, 23, 14, 5, and 22 for 41 yards, 92 yards, 83 yards, 29 yards, 123. Uh, he's got three touchdowns on the year. He's not going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's He's got three total receptions on the year. And in his last week here against UAB, he had 26 uh, fantasy points, 22 attempts, 123 yards. As a freshman, if that's somebody you can get in Dynasty, that – you know, he might not hit every week for you, but again, uh, running backs are hard to find. And I think he's going to be used there going forward. Um, and they, they've shown confidence in him this year. So I think that is a, one of the guys that I would really like to pick up is McCut Hughes out of Tulane.
1: Justice, bring us home with wide receivers. All right. So. I mentioned it uh, when I talked about wide receivers for our 2020 guys. Um, Eric McAllister, number one, like um, the fact that he's still only roster in 25% of leagues kind of just amazes me. Um, he's averaging 18.93 points per game, uh, nine five receptions per game on nine targets and 99.3 yards per game. Um, this next guy has come on strong these last two weeks. Um, I fully expect that he won't be on this list next week, and that's Jalen Royals out of Utah State, uh, 29% owned, averaging 21.03 points per game, a uh, little over five catches on seven targets, 86.8 yards per game. And kind of like these top three guys are, like in my opinion, must-ads. Um, and, and the last of that group is Joey Hobart out of Texas State, rostered in 23 percent of leagues uh, averaging 18.7 points per game Um, he's got good hands man because he's averaging seven and a half targets and 6.3 receptions uh, 83.7 yards per game as well
0: i want to challenge the people that are are listening and watching let's not talk about joey hobart jannon royals Next week and And, Eric McAllister. (laughs) Let's let's just not talk about them next week.
1: I mean, I I feel confident we won't be talking about Jalen Royals, but I'm still shocked that we're still talking about Eric McAllister. Yeah, it's like
0: I feel dirty talking about him because he's he's just producing, but it's like nobody's picking him up. Like we have
1: to keep talking about him, and 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 I think it's because like um, you know he hasn't had like a monster game, you know. Um, like Jalen Royals has uh, two weeks in a row, but, but he he's just, he's steady, you know, he's, you know, five catches for 99 yards a game. That's that, that's nothing to sneeze at. I think, I think sometimes people get too enamored with the guy that has the, 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 you know, the blow up week um, and, and, and sometimes ignore some of these guys that are, are, are steady producers. Uh, next up, Lawrence Keyes, the third out of Tulane, rostered in 16% of leagues, averaging 17.28 points per game. Uh, next guy is kind of a boomer bust guy. We've talked about him before. He is the passing offense for UL Monroe, and that's Tyrone Howe, averaging 16.9 points per game. Sean Ack in South Florida, if you are in a PPR league, um, he is a PPR monster. He's averaging eight targets six receptions only 70 yards per game but he, he is there he is their reception hog there uh, down in, down in South Florida um, this next guy new to the list um, Jalen Moss as we mentioned earlier he's kind of taken some of that shine off of Eric Brooks uh, out of Fresno State he's only rostered eight percent of leagues he's averaging 15.83 points per game. Five and a half receptions on just under seven and a half targets and 59.8 yards per game. But he's really come on strong these last few weeks. Uh, Rock Taylor out of Memphis, rostered 7% of leagues, 15.82 points per game, 5.2 receptions on seven targets and just under 80 yards a game. Uh, This next guy is new, new to our waivers, and that's Elijah Metcalf out of Middle Tennessee State. He's only rostered in 2% of leagues. He's averaging 14, 14 points per game, 5.3 targets or 5.3 receptions on 7.2 targets and 59.3 uh, yards per game. And like we mentioned, Holden Willis at tight end, Metcalf's quarterback is also on the 2020 list. Um, we talk about Jacob Zeno. And if there is a, uh, a wide receiver that's st- starting to stand out, in my opinion, it's Amari Thomas out of UAB. Um, only rostered in seven percent of leagues, and I believe he is a freshman. I'm not sure if he's a true freshman or a redshirt, but I do believe he's a freshman. I believe um, he
0: is a true freshman, and he also led the team in receptions this last week. But they do throw it around to everybody. He led the team in receptions with three, and then for fifty even, and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, it, it seems like uh, you know he he's even though he's he's producing in his limited touches. I guess is the best way to say it. Um yeah. Eleven point seven three points per game, five point two receptions on six point four targets for fifty seven yards a game. Um, another Texas State guy um, who's kind of been uh, pretty steady throughout uh, throughout the season. Um, again, he's kind of you know doing it on limited touches, and that's Cole Wilson, Texas State roster in three percent of leagues, fourteen point three points per game, four point eight receptions a game. Uh, on 5.8 targets and 58.2 yards per game. And rounding us out, um, this guy should be a dynasty play. I will say it is a little concerning that uh, in the second half that he isn't producing more with Tory Horton out of the game. Uh, but that's Justice Ross Simmons out of Colorado State, owned in 18% of leagues, um, 11.22 points per game, four receptions on 6.6 targets and sixty-two sixty. Point 2. two yards per game and that's going to do it for our waiver wires this week um again McAllister, royals and joey hobart are the three uh primary targets for me um in my leagues um if, if they're available
0: all right as for g5 versus p5 this week we do not have any games but looking forward to next week, Justice. Do you have any games that you uh, are are
1: looking forward to? Well, I, I'm looking forward to Old Dominion can't lose this week. So that that's two weeks in a row <laughs> they haven't lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're on a buy this week, so, so they can't lose. Um, and, and I'm a little excited for their next their actual next game. It uh, it got moved to the NFL Network uh, on uh, two weeks oh. or two Saturdays from now. Uh, they play App State at home at 7 p.m., so that'll be the first time Old Dominion's ever been on the NFL network. I'm hoping that they use this time to um, get their offense right. Uh, the defense is lights out. Um, the defense didn't play too great the first two games, but since then the, the defense has been phenomenal, um, and the offense has just struggled Um yeah, you that know, they pulled Jack Shields, put Grant Wilson back in. He he won the game for him. You know, I, I'm this is just my gut feeling, and maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'm hoping that they'll take these next two weeks to prepare uh true freshman Colton Joseph to start against App State. Um I think we've seen that Shields and Wilson aren't gonna take them where they need to be. Um and so I'm hoping with the, with the two weeks here that they're going to use that time to get Mr. Uh, Joseph ready, and he'll start against app state. So that, uh, that again, that could, that's, I don't have any insider information. That's just wishful thinking on my part. Um, and hopefully they can teach Kadarius Calloway how to pass block. Um, <sighs> I know a lot of people added him last week uh, because he had the huge game, but I'm going to tell you if he doesn't learn how to pass block, he's never going to be the guy. Um, I watched the the game this past week uh, against Southern Southern Miss, and I think my grandmother could do a better job pass blocking than he did. Like he wasn't even a speed bump; like he just whiffed. He was like a turnstile. Um, it, it was it was his pass blocking was was atrocious. And um,
0: and getting your quarterback hurt is uh, also an easy way to find the bench.
1: So he he's definitely the most talented running back with the ball in his hands, but. Man, um, I if he doesn't improve pass blocking, it, he's never going to be the guy. Um, and then that's a shame because he is a ta- he is talented, but he's got he's got he's got to improve on that. So, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, what am I looking forward to? Um, gee, uh, I don't know, I don't really have anything that, that kind of comes to the, to the top of my head. Um, like you said, the the the, the Wyoming, um, Presno State game should be a good one, right?
0: Oh, Wyoming Air Force. So you've got I'm sorry, Wyoming Air Force. Wyoming so played President five, State
1: last week. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you got Air Force five and zero versus Wyoming five and one. uh, Air Force is three and zero in the conference. Wyoming's two and zero in the conference. Uh, And then all, a game I'm looking forward to, other than that one, is Boise State at Colorado State because. You know, one of those Wyoming Air Force teams going to lose. Boise State also two and zero in conference. They can gain ground uh, on a team here if they can win, uh, be tied with Air Force or Wyoming. And then Colorado State is zero and one in conference, two and three overall. Boise State three and three overall. So this is a chance uh, for Boise State to to go up a spot. But yeah, those two games: Boise State versus Colorado State and Wyoming at Air Force. Uh, Two games the, that I'm really excited to see.
1: the the Mac game, um, Akron, Central Michigan. Interested to see what uh, if Jace Bauer is going to start again. Um, if we get definitive word that either Bauer or Emmanuel is going to be the starter this week against Akron, I think you got to start them right because Ontario Ontario Brown just lit them up on the ground. So I would um,
0: assume it's going to be like I don't know what's going on with Burt, but yeah. I, I mean assume Central Michigan be.
1: has has looked broke the last couple weeks. So Yeah. Um another game, um, another Mountain West game, I think, that should be a good one is Fresno State, Utah State, right? That's got uh potential shootout potential. It's a Friday night game. Um that that's I think that's another one that could be a high scoring, um, exciting. Uh, what what are
0: game? your thoughts there? Um because Fresno State uh, not too, not too bad on defense. Do you think I uh, fire up Terrell Vaughn? I mean, he's been lights out. Oh, absolutely, I mean, other than the absolutely. One
1: Terrell Vaughn's. Terrell, Ter- I think Terrell Vaughn's a must start. Um, I, I think they they've shown that you can't just take him out. They're gonna throw it to Royals and Davis. So, um, yeah, Terrell Terrell Vaughn's a must start every week. Um, and then
0: uh, bet whatever the over is on the second half. Uh, right. Whatever yeah. that number
1: is. Yeah, and then we got some Tuesday night football this week, too, with uh, Coastal Carolina and App State. Um, That'll be a good uh, App State, probably will roll, but uh, something. Yeah, make sure you go
0: set your lineups, set your, if you got substitutions, get, get them set tonight or tomorrow morning.
1: Um, and then we got some other Tuesday night games in Conference USA, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, and Liberty Jacksonville State. Um, that Liberty Jacksonville State game is also another game where someone's going to become bowl eligible. Uh, Liberty's 5-0. Jacksonville State's five and one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch uh watch Liberty again. They kind of put up a dud last week, I felt like against Sam Houston. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see uh Caden Salter what he can what he can do against that Jacksonville State defense. And then Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee. It's another game that could have some uh high scoring potential there. Both of those guys like both those teams like to throw it around. So, some some great matchups tomorrow night. Uh,
0: also, here, you know, for the weekend, it'll be windy here in the Midwest. So, might be some uh, low-scoring games. Uh, if if you got any MAC games here in the Midwest, the Illinois, the that's not really the Midwest, but your Michigans and and whatnot. So, just
1: something to be aware of. Well, that's going to do it for that, us. How- one one last game I was going to add if if you look at look at the American uh, their two their two top teams play each other Friday night Tulane and Memphis
0: that'll be a fun game Tulane's line play is really really good and Memphis has just been up and down they're just fun to watch so you got a good defense going to get some good offense something's got to give yep that's going to do it for us tonight next week we'll bring you. Uh, everything from the sweet sweet nectar on the g5 from the week seven games and bring you all the news uh for you the swarm that we can find concerning the g5 thank you for your support please like subscribe retweet leave a five star review uh justice and i are only five stars we're not high four stars or three stars we are we are five stars we are available on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts we're available to you Uh, please go uh, give us a five-star review. We appreciate it, and thank you, and good night.
1: See you next week. See ya.